What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 2236 Survival Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl. I know it's been a little while since we released an episode, uh, but we're getting ready to drop several episodes into the feed. Uh, What we've been doing is we've been recording them uh, and releasing them on the Loot Bros podcast feed, and we have just kind of been brainstorming, kind of sitting around thinking about what we're going to do with the next phase of 2236. So we have three to four episodes we're going to drop over the next couple weeks. And then we'll have another series of, you know, survival horror inspired podcasts ready to go. So hopefully you will enjoy this. If you're listening, do follow the other shows, the Loot Bros podcast, Sounds Heavy podcast. And of course, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Also, if you want to get in on the action and suggest games, get in the conversation. We have a Facebook group and we have a Discord. All of the links will be in the show notes. Uh, Please join us, check it out, and we hope that you enjoy the content that we are putting out uh, with the Loot Bros Podcast, Loot Bros Comic Cast, Sounds Heavy Podcast, and 2236, the Survival Horror Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and I am joined once again by my co-host on the Loot Bros comic cast, Josh Adams. What's up, everybody? So we have decided after all this time, all this anticipation, all this long wait to get back together and and put up another Resident Evil game versus another Silent Hill game. I hope I sold the idea that there was a lot of distance in between this, you know. <laughs> um, so... Uh, again, Josh, you had pitched the idea. Let's put Silent Hill 2 up against Resident Evil 2. Uh, so tonight, that's what we're going to do. But first, if you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to it, share it, uh, leave us reviews. If you don't mind checking out our other projects, uh, Josh, you do some uh, fiction writing on Medium.com. Is that yeah, correct? Uh, yep, Medium.com. Just look up Josh Adams or Joshua Adams. You'll find uh, find a lot of good horror there. And then we also do the Loot Bros Comic Cast, which is where we get together. We take a story or an arc, and we break it down issue by issue, spoil the crap out of it. We give our uh, thoughts and reviews on that. Um, i got to say, out of all the podcasting I've done in the past few years, I have really enjoyed the Comic Cast stuff like the most. There's the days we do the Loot Bros Podcast, and we're laughing like till we're crying, and that's, that's awesome. But to finally find someone who is passionate about something and knowledgeable about something, uh, like I feel like I am, you know, like uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm pretty excited about this kind of stuff. I'm like, man, it's really nice to have someone uh, to break down these issues and stuff with. So if you guys will check out the Loot Bros Comic Cast, we're super excited about what we're doing over there. Um, check out uh, my band Ninja Loot. We'll be, I'll be dropping songs at the end of all of our episodes. Uh, follow us on all of the uh, streaming platforms, your uh, iTunes, your Spotify, your Apple Music, your uh, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Uh, all follow right. Follow us around in real life. Stalk yeah, us. Yeah, literally. Come to our houses. <laughs> We've got a, uh, a Facebook group. 
Uh, the Loop Bros Podcast Facebook group encompasses all of the conversation from all of the uh, fun stuff that we do, whether it be 2236, the comic cast, or just the game show. And then we have a Discord. All the links to that stuff will be in the show notes. Um, so join the Discord. You jump in there. We got channels for everything. We can have discussions about all the stuff in there. Um, you know what I just thought about would be really cool? I'm going to put a little pressure on you, kind of live. All right. Um, but you do so much art stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, we should have like a Discord, like a section in there just for your art stuff. Oh, yeah. We just, can do that. Just for when you're doodling or when you're doing really cool, like graphic design stuff, because you do so much cool art and it's like. What do you do with it? You know, do you have like a Instagram or like a? I have a Deviant Art. I was gonna say Deviant yeah, I have Art a page. Art page. I haven't updated it in a while. I re- I've got a ton of stuff that I really should put on there. I've been doing. <laughs> speaking of art, and this is completely off topic, but uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff for. Uh, there's a there's a group uh, that I'm friends with that are involved with another podcast, uh, supernatural type stuff. They're really into tarot cards ah. and i've been doing like these really like like funny tarot cards for that group okay. uh, they keep commissioning me for more and more of them the first one we did the queen of wands but it was dolly parton <laughs> <laughs> uh did the 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 judgment card but in, instead of the the angel it's gritty the mascot <laughs> okay so like i've been having i've been having fun with that stuff i need to add that stuff to my deviant art page but yeah yeah that'd be cool we, can do we need to like add a, we need to add a channel in the discord um matter of fact i'm gonna do it right now um and that way you could like post that stuff because like i talk about your work on the shows and people can see your work like if they go to the threadless you know, you can see the the Ninja Loot shirt you did. You can see the Loot Bros podcast shirt you did. Um, you know, and then like uh, I just did a pro, I did a little three song EP with a band called Unworthy. And uh, you did the art for the EP or whatever. Yeah, and cover art. Yeah, and it was it's just really cool stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't know that that's getting enough uh, cool. yeah, uh, exposure. So I am right now, as we're on the show, creating a channel, and it's going to be. Josh Adams Art. We can change that if you don't like that name later. Booyah. So now you can go in there on the uh, Discord and in our channels, you can post. Drop some art. Drop some art in there. So if you guys are following the shows, you can go in there and check out this art. All that stuff. So cool. All the business is out of the way. Now we're talking my favorite game of all time. The Grand Poopa. Yes, this is the... The uh, the apex. This is the the top of the mountain for me. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to remain objective. <laughs> well, the thing is, I like both these games. Yeah, I was about to say I so, love both of yeah. these games so much. I think the Silent Hill Two is a much better game than Silent yeah, Hill One. Yeah, I love both of these games, so this is going to be interesting. And I just went back through Silent Hill Two this year, yeah, recently. And as a matter of fact, in the past six months, so I did Silent Hill Two, and then I did uh, Resident Evil Two this past week, which is only the 450th time I've played through the game. You would think I'd be good at it by now, but I still found a way to die this past week. I was like, I got killed by one of the G mutations on the train. I was like, how did that happen? But I I was shooting him and not running away from him. I was like, I think I remember how many Magnum shots it is. I think I got to get five. Or I was like, Is it five or is it seven? I don't remember. It's an odd number. And then he hit me. I was like, oh, well, I'll just run to the other end. And then he, he got me like a three-piece. And I was like, oh, crap. 
I don't remember him being able to hit me that fast. And then, then I was like, I'll just turn around and shoot him a couple more times. Surely he'll be dead. And then he popped me again. I was like, I'm dead. I just died. <laughs> and I looked over at my daughter. I was like, as many times as I played this game, like you would think I'd be good at it by now, but I just found a way to die. So, <laughs> so obviously, if you're listening to this show or any of the shows I've been a part of, you know Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game of all time. So I will not sit here and <laughs> regurgitate. regurgitate that. You, you know that's just my favorite game there. Uh, Silent Hill 2. I think it's a great game. I think that Silent Hill 2 is a huge improvement from the first one. Um, I think it maintained the atmosphere and the, the... And even improved on it. Yes, and it was it was very uh, terrifying. I think that the characters were a big step up. I actually remember some of the characters, and I remember... I do think that it still remains to be kind of uh, silly and campy and almost like, what am I even doing here? You know? Like... Uh, but I understand that game a little bit more and the manifestations in the game. And it might have been that I just played it a few more times. And I've done some YouTube diving on this, like listening to the uh, the why behind the characters. Yeah, the, and explaining the lore. And, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I didn't do that in preparation of the show. Just in general, I was more intrigued by this game. So uh, overall, my thoughts are positive on both of them. So Josh, why don't you tell me? Well, for me, you know, Resident Evil 2... Uh, I didn't have a PlayStation yet. Uh, one of my buddies, a buddy named Jason, got a PlayStation. I think it may have been for his birthday. And he got the PlayStation, and he got Resident Evil 2. And I remember myself and him and a couple of other friends, we all came over. He's like, come over, spend the night. And we stayed up all night, and we played Resident Evil 2. And I came home... Like I like I have to have a PlayStation. I have to have a PlayStation. I'm like and I I never asked for things, but I'm like, all right, mom, dad, <laughs> I have to have this. <laughs> like you don't understand. This is next level. I just remember it absolutely blew me away. It was scary. It you know it was you know something jumps out. You throw you throw the controller because you you know the jump scares yeah. were so good and it you know it felt like that. Like it really legitimately felt like you were in a city that was falling apart. That was it was apocalyptic. Uh, it was just so cool. It's just a, such a cool game. Silent Hill Two, you know, I was very hyped for because I loved the first game, and you know, I liked I liked the darkness of the first game. So I was I was excited about the second one, and man, it did not disappoint. It's to this day still one of my all time favorite games that I've ever played. And like you, you know, like you said, a vast improvement over the first one. Does everything the first one does right? It does right as well, and 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 then some. So you know, I, I love both of these games. It's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. Yeah, I, for me, it's um, <clears throat> I played Resident Evil Two first, which I mean, everyone's heard me at nauseum talk about how that was my entry to this franchise and then i went back and played this, the first game and i was like the first game's good but i really like the second one and so i used to marathon this game so my brother and i we got it for christmas one year on a nintendo 64 so in the back of our video store we had two crt tvs i had the ps1 um resident Evil 2 he had the nintendo 64 resident Evil 2 and the loading times were abysmal on the ps1 <laughs> so you would put it in and we would race we like, who can beat the game fastest but like he could beat me hands down 
not only alone on skill because my brother's always been a better gamer than I have been, but like the loading times would prevent me, even if I had the upper hand or I missed a room or something that I knew we didn't have to go to, like he could catch me on loading times. It was my saving grace was hopefully he'll die at the end. So that I, so Come that on, I Mr. X. Yes. So, um, but we played that game from back to front. We played the arrange modes on it. Like we played so much Resident Evil 2. We had the, uh, the game shark, Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. So you could put in the codes for super mega rapid fire. So you could sit there and just turn on your gun. It just shoots faster than the game can process. Um, there were uh, codes in there for all of the items in the item box. So you could, like, you'd have the keys to the castle. Yeah. You know? um, the infinite Gatlin gun, infinite rocket launchers, all that stuff. So what I would do is I would play through the game with all that stuff on. And just, I'm. What am I going to do today? Play Resident Evil. Boom. And I would just <laughs> just go through it. I would play uh, arrange mode. I would play a no pickup run where I didn't pick anything up. I just had my one infinite gun and didn't play pick anything up. I didn't have to have. And like I would just play the game over and over again. And uh, then when it, I got it on um, Dreamcast, I would play it on on Dreamcast. Play it on GameCube. You know, I played that game at nauseum. And then whenever I got the PS3, the first purchase I made was <laughs> I bought Evil Resident Evil 2 on <laughs> PS3. And then I, when I got my Vita, I put it on my Vita. <laughs> and so, like, this past week on vacation, like, I just sat there and played Resident Evil 2 on the Vita. And I don't get tired of it. it nah, is, I never get tired of it. It's it's a it's, it's the wildest thing. It's always like coming home, man. Yes, it's, it's crazy. I don't think there's another game in this world that will... Well, there's... There's one. Resident Evil 5. For whatever reason, Resident Evil 5 is almost that. Like so, My other one My other one is always going to be uh, Final Fantasy 7 just because it's yep. huge nostalgia that's, for yeah, me. That's a, that's huge a, nostalgia a good game. for me. But for whatever reason, man, those two games, uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 5, I can play them over and over and over. And, like, I just don't get tired of it. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've 100% and platinumed um Resident Evil 5 on every console almost I'm working on the Switch right now and the Steam version but it's like I just play them and I play them and I play them and I play them and I just I just don't get tired well, of Well and games. I'll say this like growing up both of these games Resident Evil 2 and Silent Hill 2 are the two games that like I was an evangelist for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like these are the games that you like. You get a buddy at school. Like, all right, you got to come to the house because yep. you got to play this game. And like, you get somebody over to the house just so you could introduce them to these two games yep. and play through them and uh, be scared together and watch their yep. reaction. Uh, oh, how's he going to react when the when the liquor jumps through the window? Oh, like, dude. you know, it's they're they're just they're just classics, man. Uh, so how let's let's go ahead and get into this. How about characters? Where where do you put the characters for Resident Evil 2? So, um, I am going to go with a uh, 9. And I want to, I told you before, I want to give them 10s. But I think that Resident Evil 2 nails their characters so hard. Um, Claire, looking for her brother, you know, like she's not as trained as Leon, but like, she 
her brother's this big stars police officer type, you know, who's obviously been trained his whole life and he's taught her things. And so whenever the game opens up and he's like, Leon's like, oh my gosh, open the glove compartment. There's a gun inside. And he's like, take it, you know, you're going to need that or whatever. And just like, she seemed apprehensive, but yet she could handle herself. And, and there's references throughout the franchise where Chris had taught her you know, how to survive and how to how to take care of herself. And she was willing to go looking for him because she knew stuff was going on. Uh, Leon being a rookie cop, like it's his first day on the job and things are crazy. But like one characteristic of him that holds true to the whole franchise, the whole, every game he's in is Leon is the hero type that's always going to go save whoever needs to be saved. Whether it's a little girl, whether it's, it's Claire, whether it's Ada, like they established him as this this do good rookie cop who's going to take care of people. Um, then you had the really creepy types like uh, Chief Irons, like that is one like messed up dude who his interests and his you know aligning his own pockets, aligning with Umbrella, well, like, and then his motivations when everything goes the the wrong way. Yeah, and even the weird creepy could be a pedophile kind of type yeah. you know that, he's that, got a he's got a bad bad uncle yes, vibe like he is a bad guy and they nail it you know they do a great job with him um then you got like uh william birkin who this the one of the original scientists working on the viruses you know and his wife and his and wife the daughter yes you know yeah i'll actually i'll actually i will give it a 10 for characters and a lot of it has to do with i had never seen a game that had multiple scenarios that played off of each other the way oh, this one yes. did. And, you know, this is one thing that the remake failed Horribly. miserably yes. at is that Leon's storyline and Claire's storyline, there was some overlap. I mean, obviously, they're both in the police station. They're both, you know, some of those locations. But it's two separate stories yep. that come together and tell a complete, complete story. Complete story, yep. And... Man, as a kid, that blew my mind. And the fact that they, what you did in one could affect the outcome for the other. And, you know, you 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 really hit it all really well. Like, I cared about Leon's motivations. Here's this young officer. He's just starting in this place, and everything's already going terrible, yep. and I've got to deal with this. You know, I love Claire as a character and her motivations, and then this nurturing side that comes out when she sees the you know when she meets the little girl Sherry, yep. and Sherry's actually not annoying like she's a kid that you actually don't want to die you know you're like actually care about this kid you know you understand the Birkins and why they do what they do their motivations make sense even second you know even not even just secondary characters even like tertiary characters like you know the 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 police officer that's already on his way out he knows he's going to die officer like Branham, yeah. yeah you care about the guy you're like yeah. i don't want to i don't want to shoot this guy yeah <laughs> and then later on when you when he does turn and you have to fight him um i i would say the only thing that resident evil 2 doesn't have and is the the real big bad like it's got the G virus, you know, William Birkin, and that is the final boss in multiple stages. But when you play through, if you play through like a like a Leon scenario A, and that's your only playthrough, like you don't really know enough about him and why he's the big monster, right? Like you need to play the complete story to understand the whole thing, and 
there's traits that he possesses that, and there's traits that Chief Irons possess that like together would have made the ultimate like Wesker style bad guy. But like, you know, well, you don't I'll, really have I'll but. I'll disagree a little bit because for me the ultimate enemy, the the big bad is Umbrella for me. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a pretty good job, especially if you read all the little notes and all the little memos and all, and you start noticing, and then you get down into the labs and all this stuff. You start realizing, wow, this this company they screwed the whole world. Yep. You know they screwed this city and they screwed the whole world. And like, you know they that sense of a corporate enemy that's bigger than you. You're just trying to survive what they've created. Uh, That worked for me. Yeah, uh, and and a big one. So like I, I so I'm gonna give that one a ten for the characters. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill two characters are a lot better this time. You've got more characters. Um, you've got James Sutherland, like his uh, or Sunderland, I think is how you say it. He's got the motivation to. He's looking for his wife. Right. And she's he's found this letter that says she's in Silent Hill, and and there's a lot of ambiguity about that. Right. You know, right. to begin with. Uh, but all of these different characters he meets, uh, he has a character named Angela, Eddie, uh, the pizza eating. <laughs> yeah, big guy, yeah. But dude, uh, you know, he, he meets it, these other, the little His girl wife's Laura. name's Mary, and he's, but he meets that girl who looks like her name Maria. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's all these characters in this game that they've all, they're all ended up in Silent Hill for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they... Their behavior may initially seem kind of weird or silly or whatever, but then you realize that they're all seeing something different in that town than what he is. Like it's, you know, the, this, and we'll get into this more later, but Silent Hill 2 made this interesting choice that every person that goes there that has their own kind of guilt or their own shame or whatever, it becomes their own personal hell in a way. So the characters have much deeper psychological uh, motivations for for what they're doing and why they're there. Why you know, and they're more well fleshed out than they were in the first game. I care more about him that I can identify with him more, and maybe that's just because I'm a husband uh, and not a father. But I can identify with his character well of why he would be there and why he would continue uh, to go deeper into that uh place and not just say all right whatever <laughs> yep. peace and out uh so I, I i'll give it a i gave the first game's characters a five i'll give this one a seven i think because okay. i do i do care I, I i'm interested in the characters and why they're there and what their motivations are in this one i gave it an equal jump you know i gave the first one a four uh this one i give a six and i think that uh, for all the same reasons there are more characters they are better um, they're still ambiguous enough to where you don't really like, you don't really connect. There's weird dialogue spots and there's weird like writing where like you're, you found this woman who's a carbon copy of your wife, who's far more sexual in the way that she behaves, you know, like obviously that was, you know, written in there to be like, a, oh, you're more of a frustrated, you know, in that area than you were, and like, like she's kind of all the things I guess your wife was not, but yet right. still, but there's just certain parts where she gets tired, and you just leave her in this room, and you go do all these other things, and then you come back, and like, 
it always seemed like in Silent Hill 2, everyone knew what was going on but you. Right. Or they were all like filling their role. They're a cog in the machine. And it always, all of the interactions, I felt kind of disconnected, like chasing the little girl around and she's giggling. And like, and there's that one scene where she kicks the. I can't remember if it's a key or a lighter or whatever it was. She kicks like oh, she kicks stuff away from me. She laughs and it's like, you little turd. Yeah, it's like like I, it's, see that's what an annoying child in a game yeah, looks like. Yes. Sherry wouldn't have kissed Sherry that. would have never done that, right? Um, as a matter of fact, Sherry goes and finds items for you, that's and right. then she can fit that right. vent. You're big behind can. Yeah. So um, I I think that uh, I like them better, and I do like the the. You know, I like the main character better, but I don't. I never fell in love with any of them. You know, and honestly, like uh, Resident Evil Two, I have fallen in love with those characters, and that has carried me. That to me, that game is like what I base characters off of. He's know? like, I, I don't want a Maria action figure, right? But, <laughs> but if you, Leon, if you look Claire. on that shelf over there, there's tons of Leons and Claires, and there's a bin over there of loose ones. So. <laughs> I got. I've got a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I definitely agree with it with you on that. But it, it's it's definitely a good two points better. Yeah, yeah, than oh, the absolutely. First one. Like it, they 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 stepped their game up on the. Characters. Oh man, it was uh, it was a leaps and bounds better. Uh, uh, so. Soundtrack wise, I'd say that they also stepped up. Uh, there is a lot of the same uh, stuff that you see uh, in in the first Silent Hill, the, the creepy atmospheric stuff. Yep. But there's actual songs in the soundtrack for Silent yep. Hill 2, and they're really good. Yep. Like, I, that's a soundtrack that I'll put on. Like, you you know, you were talking about listening to Resident Evil soundtracks. I'll put on the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack and yep. just listen to it. You know, there it's it's a just a brilliant piece of, of music. It's very good. Very and, good. you know... It does an, an incredible job with atmosphere, with, with with setting the tone for things. You know, when it needs to be terrifying, it, it is. Uh, but it's more melancholy and somber than the first one. It's not yeah. one note. The first one was, you know, a more one note soundtrack. I mean, it's just scary. This one, you know, there's which there's higher emotional stakes in this game than in the first one too, which we'll get into more. You know, as we talk about some of these different elements of the game, but. Um, they I, I give the soundtrack for Silent Hill two. I'll give that one a, a, an eight. Okay. Um, with Resident Evil two, my soundtrack of choice. That is my again. That one's a ten for me. I think that I listen to that music. You know that that the piano pieces for that one. The save room is my favorite. That's my favorite save room of all of them. Um, I just think it is stellar. Like yeah, I think it's that, iconic. Yeah, I'd give it, it a ten as well. Yeah, it is. It is so good. Um, Silent Hill, that one stands out. I love the guitar piece yeah, in the intro a, for that he's, one. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a fantastic guitarist. Um, so, uh, what did you give that one? A seven for Silent Hill two? I gave it a seven. Okay, so yeah, so I give that one an eight. I think that it was a cut, a, a huge step above the first game. Um, but again, it kind of appealed to what. It, it kept the scary and the tense. It nails that. Actually, I think I gave it an eight. Okay, pretty well, sure I gave it an eight. Well, um, but it keeps scary and tense. But man, like add in the the little guitar pieces here and there, and just like you said, like the full actual songs, like it felt. I guess it immersed me more. It felt like 
um, it almost bookcased. Like here is the experience, and this is where you kind of fit into it. Almost like I don't know how to explain it. Like it just felt, it was just better. It, yeah, just, it was just better. better. It was just better. I liked it a lot it's more. A, yes. Um, with the Resident Evil Two soundtrack, and, and, and again, I agree with you. I, I give it a ten. I love it. That was another area where in the remake, and I and I don't want to sound like I'm hating on the remake because I enjoyed it a lot. I yeah. really liked the remake, but I I kind of wish they had just stuck to the just it, kept the same soundtrack, slap the same. Because yeah. the fi- that's one thing Final Fantasy VII's remake, the music, the music is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And if they had just even if they had built on top of the the original RE2 soundtrack, I think it would have helped. A they lot. sold it separate. Like for a reason, oh, like yeah. it was. Uh, so I immediately paid the two dollars, yeah, unlocked the soundtrack, and played the game. I'm sure it changes it drastically. Dude, it is in. It is insane. Really, the Resident Evil Two remake soundtrack focuses so much on silence. Yeah, because of the uh, footsteps and the right. different things. The sound design wise, it is. Oh, it's got a great sound. Design. Oh, it's amazing. But soundtrack. I miss the music. Is, oh, I played through about half the game without it. And then I was like, okay, I see what you're doing, and it is tense, and it is amazing. You did, you guys nailed it. But I went back and played through the entire game with the original soundtrack, and man, it just gave me chill bumps. Yeah, it just it's amazing. As a matter of fact, I sample in a piece of the music score for this podcast, like a piece yeah. of that Resident Evil Two uh, music. So, um, enemies, enemy types for the two games. Oh yeah, we skipped that line. That's uh, uh, all good. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's, I'm trying real hard to be objective. But Resident Evil 2, the enemy types are so good. Yes. I love liquors. Yes, me too. The first encounter with, I was like, is that Venom? Did someone scare yeah. Venom? <laughs> like, the first time that liquor drops off the ceiling. And really, even before that, when it across yep. the window, like oh, what you, and the that's heck? the only time you get that view. Yeah, that's the yeah. only time you get that view. You can yeah. go through that hallway a hundred times and never get that again. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. And you know the the zombies in this one are a lot more detailed and a lot more. They look like real people compared to the first ones. They're not, and you got some that are in police uniforms. You've got yep. some that are, you know, dressed more like casual yep. dresses. And like, you've got the woman who wears the pink shirt and the blue jeans. She kind of, st- she always stood out to me because that's like, yeah. one of the first ones you see. Because when you play that game, you're like, oh wow, there's so many different zombie types. Whereas the in the original game, it was like it made sense. This mansion's filled with you know researchers and lab coat types. So you know you get a lot of the samey in the first game. And this one, it was like, there's all kinds of, you know, different people. Yeah, you it's the awesome. the fat zombie. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Who are you? What are you doing here? Yep. <laughs> oh, dude, Kendo, yes. That's that's another one. When you come out to talk about characters. I love him. Dude, that's one of those guys Hold that, on. like, the, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> I thought you were one of those monsters. monsters. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's so funny because that guy has captured the, the fandom. Yeah, you know? and there's so many like <laughs> Resident Evil fan sites and like Facebook pages and stuff, and they're all like, "There's a Kendo's meme shop on yeah. Facebook where, it, yeah. you know, it just there's that that guy really captured an audience, <laughs> and he's in the game for like 30 seconds. Yeah, he's barely in it before he gets eaten. Yeah, but yeah, to, to get back to enemies, you know, you've got Mister X who yep. is oh, 
Yeah. It was just relentless uh, proto nemesis. <laughs> yes. And you don't even get to experience him in the first Til, place. Yeah. You don't yeah. get him until the second scenario. Yeah. Uh, or, and like, I love, I love all the different, like the, the gradual mutations of yeah, the Birkins. Right, yep. And like, he, he it's just, they got cooler. They got yeah, they get cooler. cooler and cooler and cooler. Because he was cool with just like a big deformed man with, with a, a giant eyeball in his arm. Yeah. And then he turns into the, I guess the G2 is what it's considered, where he gets to almost like the bird head, and his yeah. head kind of molds into the chest. Um, that's the one that killed me the other day. And then you have the G3, which you fight him in the lab, and then he changes to the G4, on the train, yeah. Then by that time, he's just this big, just huge blob mass of teeth and look like yeah. some, something out of the thing, which is probably yeah. my favorite movie of all time. Which, if you think about it, that ga- that movie has inspired so much of the horror we experience today. Well, and that the 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 impact of that movie and Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, all that stuff, you can feel it so much in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, absolutely. I mean, but yeah, that that creature at the end that's all teeth and tentacles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's straight out of the thing. It's so it's, it's just so awesome. I, I, I the enemies in Resident Evil Two are a ten. I agree, hundred percent. And so I was good. already high up on the Resident Evil One, and I think Resident Evil Two just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, it's just so, and and then like even they'll even take it a step further within the same games. You end up with these naked zombies spitting acid on yep. you and and the ivy the little plants that that try to get you yeah and then you end up you've got like the liquor there's a bigger mutation yep. of that with like the giant hook hand yeah there's yeah. worse ones of that that, that that you end up with like i mean they just they they did an incredible job yeah. with, with enemies in this game and you know it's so it, it's so fresh on my brain because i just played it this past week but playing through and like there's a certain point where you're like arm to the teeth. You're like, oh man, if I play my cards right, I've got the uh, upgraded handgun, the Matilda. Mm-hmm. I've got the shotgun. I've got the uh, Magnum with the barrel extension, the Magnum parts. That's a head popper. Yes, and then you got the 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 flamethrower. But like, in order to do all of those things, you could potentially lose all your ammo. Because I just played through the game. And it was like I got the the flamethrower, and before I made it to the G type, I was completely out of flame because I kept turning corners. Like, oh yeah, there's an IV over here. Oh, there's two over here. Oh wait, and before you know it, I was like, well, I'm just gonna kill everything. I'm out of ammo. Back to square one. <laughs> I got all these cool toys, but I burnt right um, through them. Now, on uh, on the other side, we got much better enemies in Silent Hill too. Yep. And you know, the granddaddy of them all, the Pyramid the, Head, Pyramid Head, one yep. of the most iconic villains of all video game history, yep. up there with Sephiroth. Yep. You know he is, he is one of the most cosplayed. Yep, uh, he's made it into both of the movie adaptions, yeah. <laughs> even if it doesn't make sense. Well, he's even made it into other games where yeah. technically it shouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, he. I mean. A lot of that is due to very strong graphic design. Like like his, it's just a very arresting design. Yes, a gigantic, like rusted. Yes, it's just it's just cool. First time you see him, and he's just standing in the hallway looking at you from the other side. It's yep. like, what in the world is that? <laughs> and there's that weird scene where it looks like he's. Dry humping, yeah, yeah, the mannequin. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's sexual violence associated with him. Lots of, and and of course we, 
The cool thing about the enemies in Silent Hill 2 is that they all represent the trauma of the characters in the game. Yep. Whether it's something that they have done to others or something that was done to them. Like there's there's a enemy in it that looks like a bed with the face with these just very disturbing lips that, you know, and that lands on top of you and just like and it represents, you know, sexual abuse from a parent. Which is a very deep very thing, deep. and yeah. psychologically, like as a kid playing the game, I didn't know that that's what. But I knew it made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I knew, like, and the enemies in that game, they they make you feel bad. Yes. I mean, you've got the the straight jacket looking things yep. that just move like oh, yeah. something from Jacob's Ladder, and and then it, the the nurses in that game are way more provocative than. But they also have those jacked up faces so like you have it's like the weirdest boner of all time (laughs) like it's it does so much with the enemies to make you feel bad like psychologically scarring versions of all these different enemies in that game and then the the bosses in Silent Hill 2 are really impressive too so it was a it was a huge improvement um, Pyramid Head being the standout, the nurses has been kind of a staple in the franchise. You still see Halloween costumes, yeah, absolutely, of sexy absolutely. Nurse. But and it's been one of those things to where it's like you get up to like Silent Hill Homecoming and stuff, and then just room full, rooms full of them. Uh, but I just think that like that is kind of the, I guess the apex of where they go yeah, with Silent, their, yeah, you Silent know, Hill Two enemy wise. That's the that's, that's their high water that's mark. Their, yep. And what's really cool about it is, even though they double down on him later and overdo it with Pyramid Head later in the in those later games, in the in Silent Hill Two, he doesn't show up much. Right. He's to be so iconic, he's not in it nope. much, and that makes him more effective. You know, it's amazing. Have you you've seen Silence of the Lambs, right? Yes. The you think Silence of the Lambs, you you immediately think of Hannibal Lecter, but if you watch that movie, he's only in it for like five minutes. Yeah, he's he's barely in it at yeah. all. He has very little screen time. Same thing with the shark and Jaws. Yep. Like you you don't really see it that much. You don't really see the alien that much in in the original yep. Alien. And I think that 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 they were wise in the way they used Pyramid Head. In the in the game because they knew we got this really cool thing, but if we show it too much, it lose. But because they use it sparingly, you hear that grating sound of him dragging the great knife yep. across the floor, and you immediately your your stomach just drops. Yep. So he's coming. So I I would I wouldn't give it a ten, but I will I will give it a nine. I, I'm giving it an eight, and I think that again. It is a vast improvement from the first game, and even if you leave out the what the origin and the implications are of the enemy types, and they do carry through the franchise, that Pyramid Head is one of the coolest freaking bad guys yeah, ever. He's just he's just amazing. I still think that variation, you know, in like variety is lacking in Silent Hill, but I think that for what it does in that game, it works. Um, and I think that it, is, it was huge. I Man, when I saw Pyramid Head, I was like, what the freak? And then the different types of the, like you said, the straight jacket guy, there's the weird, the weird mannequin ish things where they're like feet are on the top and the bottom, you know? There's a lot of weird crap in that game. And then once I learned that 
and this has been recently in the past few years i've kind of gone down rabbit holes of like um of uh, youtube videos and stuff once i learned that their manifestations for the characters in the game and the trauma i was like it takes on a whole nother meaning uh-huh. uh, as a kid i was like this is just creepy this is scary this is pre-saw stuff you know this yeah. is crazy um but yeah definitely a solid eight all day long so um this is kind of where we get into you know both games nail their atmosphere like just 100 percent. i don't think uh i think that the uh i'll start with silent hill the the town is better yeah it's Um, a lot more fleshed out i think that your trips to the other world are are fewer it felt like um but it they mattered like it it wasn't i do because again i just played through this game and i feel like when i was in the other world it was like whoa but it didn't feel like it was as many times as the original game, and I could be wrong. Yeah, you spend less time in it, but it, it's more it's more interesting when you do, and it doesn't all look the same because some of the time when you're in it, you see it from like Eddie or you know these other characters' point of views. Like there, uh, what's her name, Angela? I think her version of that other world is all on fire. Like so, her, you know, you see it from her perspective. It's very, it's a, it's yeah, a different look. Uh, and there's also a a running theme of diving down into holes. Yes, in, in Silent Hill too. Like it's you keep descending deeper and deeper and deeper into this you know very hellish place. And I think that creates more tension every time when every time you realize i'm getting deeper into this thing i'm I'm gonna have to go even further into this thing and getting back out again is going to be even harder i i think that yeah the atmosphere is and and it's the fog is still very effective and and it's more effective because it's better rendered yep um uh the the sound effects the sound designs those those mannequin things the noises they make Yep. And the noises that the that the radio makes the radio when, makes you're, getting when you're getting there, all that stuff really still really freaks me out. I think that again with the music changing a little bit, you know, and almost giving you that more melancholy, like uh-huh. you said, like the very beginning of it, just playing a song, working your way into it, then boom, you 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 just it's that descent. I think that the atmosphere, in my opinion, is stronger in Silent Hill 2 than it was in Silent Hill 1. And I don't think... I think Silent Hill 3 hits the apex of the atmosphere. Like, I think that Silent Hill 3 turns it up to 10. Yeah. Um, so, for me, atmosphere for Silent Hill 2 was an 8. It was, it hits it, and it hits it hard. I do think that... Um, <clears throat> again, it's, it's to me, it's things get a little samey. You know, the apartment complex in that one, I felt like lasted really long. Um, you go in that like bowling alley area and um, chasing the, I don't know. It, it, they're just, I guess the middle of the game. And I think this is a critique for every Silent Hill game. The beginnings and the ends are really strong. The middle, the middle section sags. A it little just kind of, it's a little too much. It's a little yeah. too bloated. I could have dealt with maybe a few hours less of, you know, of what you do in the middle, but like, it was solid, and I think it's again one of the stronger titles yeah, in the series. I'd still, I'd still give it a nine for atmosphere. It's less oppressive to some degree than the first one, but it also, I, I I'm just, I'm very impressed by the subliminal stuff that they did, mm-hmm. 
psychologically they they didn't just design oh let's make something scary looking they thought let's make something that makes somebody uncomfortable but they don't necessarily know why like i like the thought that went into this i'd give it a nine for atmosphere resident evil 2 is a solid 10 i mean all day long because not only does it do the horror stuff well it also ties in a lot of science fiction elements with the laboratory and and it just that there's so many iconic locations like when i play the remake walking into that fully rendered realistic police station and being able to say i know exactly how to get like i know that place like the back of my hand i know it better than i know my own house yeah. probably like <laughs> like i could run that thing in in my sleep and in, in, in the dark with no like i could still find my way around that police station like the, there's so many locations that are just like i wish i could go there in real life <laughs> yeah and that was my biggest critique of the of the remake was that like i got in there and it was fully rendered and beautiful and mr x chases you through the whole thing and you, you can't, can't enjoy, enjoy it. it yeah and it's like it's the it's like in retrospect that was a really bold move and good good job Catcom but in the same but for me I'm like this is bullcrap I just want to look at it I just want to look at everything like can I I play the Mr. X-less mode yeah I agree that drove me crazy too like I really wanted to explore it I also felt like they there were places that they didn't spend enough time in or, or explore because like I I would have loved to spend a little bit more time in the gun shop or a little oh, bit more yes. time. Like, I mean, I, that whole the the change. I, I feel like for the remake. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but man, I can't help it. It's like the the time in the sewer for Resident Evil Two was short, and it was it got it got to a point, and it led you to the alligator. Yeah, and I thought that the alligator was one of the coolest boss fights in the series because you could potentially kill it in one shot. Uh-huh. Drop that barrel. Or, but if you didn't Jaws pay style. attention on your way in, because you go down the corridor and then you make a left and you go down an even longer corridor so you could potentially fight that thing forever. And I don't I don't know that you can kill it without... I don't think you... You can't kill it without hit, shoot, going Jaws, going Brody on it. And see, that was one of the things that where the first night we we got the game... My first experience with it, I watched my friend kill it. You know, he he was because we would do this thing, and I still do it today, where you get in a corner of a room and you smash X down every corner of the room because you never know something might be hidden somewhere. Yeah. And we found so much stuff in Resident Evil games. Just bam, 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 X X X. X, 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 X. Oh wait, well, look, there's a handgun bullet hidden back here. We didn't even know that. It didn't even light up. You know, yeah. like, we just found something that, like, you know, oh, no yeah. one's no one's gonna find. So he hammered X on there and saw the little text pop up. He was like, oh, snap, we're going to need that. Yeah. We turn the corner. We get down there. The alligator comes through. And he goes, oh, crap. He runs straight back and he hits, hits it, it and then turns it down. And it's one of those things to where I can see a world where, like, if you don't explore. Like, I watch my kids play games, and it drives me nuts. Because they just <laughs> go straight. They don't ever explore, <laughs> explore things. Like, That's not the way I play games. No, it's not, not, I, like I just I just started last night I started uh a, a, a new game uh of Witcher 3 and I'm like I'm going to check out every single question mark on this map before I move to the next section. I go. just love exploring all that stuff. Yeah. There's 500 hours of your life. Exactly. <laughs> but like yeah, Resident Evil 2, man, the the atmosphere of that game is just it's absolutely perfect 
I mean, like I remember, like the room where you walk in and you see the the two way mirror, and you know good and well if I if I walk in here and I pick this thing up off that shelf, I, something's gonna happen, yeah. and and I still jump out of my skin, and I know what's coming. What's funny is the the first room you go in, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and the yeah. Second room you go in, it gets you, and that, they do the same thing on scenario A B too, because when you go into the room where you put the diamonds on the statues to get the precinct key. The first time through on a scenario A playthrough, the liquor doesn't drop through yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, he doesn't drop down. But in scenario B playthrough, he drops through. And it's like, what the freak? Yeah, I mean, and they you know, they, they keep you on your toes a, a lot better than the first one did. Yep. And I'm also, as a, as a admitted arachnophobist, <laughs> the spiders. those spiders I hate. They're, <laughs> They're big huge. and They're hairy, and, and you have to run by them. It's narrow thing. Yep. And you have to deal with them, and they arch up and run down yeah, the side. I hate yep. them. I hate them. <laughs> they bothered me so much, but that adds to that atmosphere of like yep. I'm down in the sewer and there's huge spiders. Yep. There's spiders bigger than Donald Trump's ego in the sewer, and I have to deal with them. Huge. They're huge. <laughs> They're huge. They're from China. <laughs> That's what we call them, the China spiders. Uh, all right. <laughs> Well, I think that both games make a huge improvement on their graphics. I think that uh, the pre-render backgrounds on Resident Evil Two still look amazing. Oh yeah, like they it's I still st- beautiful. still my favorite design of any the, the police station. Yes, it's just yeah. perfection. And I think that uh, Silent Hill Two does a honestly. I just played the HD remake and the PS Two original version looks better. Yeah. The textures in that game are really good yes, for a PlayStation 2 yes. game. Like it's, that first bathroom scene in the beginning where he's looking in the mirror and like yep. the grime and all that stuff, the pre-rendered stuff in that game and like all the all the the cut scenes in that game are gorgeous. Dude, yeah. And like I as much as the Resident Evil like the environments are all, pre-rendered environments and stuff are, are really really good. When you factor in the videos, uh, like the the full motion videos, yep. Silent Hill Two, is, like definitely takes the cake over the the CGI in uh in Resident Evil Two. So I'd I'd have to give Resident Evil Two an eight for graphics. Yep. I'd have to give I'd have to give Silent Hill a nine. Well, I am going to do the opposite. So I'm going to go nine for Resident Evil, eight for Silent Hill, uh, for all the same reasons. But the pre rendered backgrounds will always woo me over anything in 3d even though the detail and the textures and all that stuff and again i just played the the remake or even the 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 hd version yeah you lose i actually watched a comparison um there's this uh, youtuber on youtube called (laughs) his name's avalanche reviews and it's this dude named Jared. He reviews. He kind of worked himself into being the survival horror review guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him on the show, dude. He is. His stuff is awesome because he's done like uh, he does these retrospectives. So he did like all the Resident Evil games. And then he did all the Silent Hill games. Then he did all the Dead Space games. And then now he's doing uh, like Dino Crisis and things like that. And. Uh, I was just one day just jonesing. I was like, I just need to hear. I want to know some Silent Hill stuff, some Resident Evil stuff, whatever. And I stumbled across him, you know, for Resident Evil. And then I'm not a huge YouTuber, so it was like months later. I was like, oh, crap, he's uncovered it all. So I listened to all his stuff. 
And then I turned around and listened to all his Silent Hill stuff, which that I followed as he was releasing them. And uh, listen to him break it down. He does a um, almost like a comparison. He always has like a graphics comparison kind of thing. But he's he shows in his video like this is what the PS2 version looked like. This is what the HD version looks like. It is night and day better, and it's it just it lightens it up a lot yeah, in the I HD think, version. I think most people are pretty disappointed with how the HD versions turned out. Well, I, I think arguably I think people they, wanted to be able to play them. Yeah. And it was nice to be able to have them where you could play them on their on that system. But I don't think most people were happy with the, the no. changes that were made. No. Pre-patch, like there's areas where your feet kind of float over the ground. Uh, patched, the, <laughs> it fixes all that well, stuff. Well, and there was yeah, you said they lightened it up, and and that's not a game that you want to lighten up. Right. You know, a lot of the right. tension comes from it being darker. Yep. And it was already a lighter brighter game than the first one anyway Correct. so like it it suffered by being a little brighter yeah. i think that uh, it looks great though like like and i don't have i actually let i let someone borrow i'm really bad about letting people borrow things and then i never get them back and same i used to tell people because i have a huge dvd collection and a huge like library of books I used to tell people I was going to make them get a card, like a library card, yeah. and sign things out because, like, I'll forget otherwise. Yeah. And uh, I let someone borrow my PS2. Oof. Yeah. And I don't even know. I don't know who has it. Oof. I don't have a clue. And I've asked a few people, but they're like, nah, not me. And what was wild is a few years back, I had a coworker stop. This is before I moved over here. He stopped by my house. I hadn't seen him in a couple years. Like, hey, man, how you doing? He said, good, dude. He goes, I was cleaning my house and found a stack of your games and movies. It was like six six uh, games and movies. And I was like, dude, I've already replaced these because I didn't know who borrowed them. Might as well keep them. <laughs> well, he was like, here, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got doubles now. But but yeah, so like, uh, I would love, I actually have the Fatboy PS3 on that shelf over there. Yeah. But the disk drive is broken in it. But that's the backwards compatible one. So I got to replace the disk drive, but I would love to go back through the original PS2 version. That's what we need to just get a weekend. Yes, <laughs> and yes. just play through those yeah. games. I still haven't played. Uh, I still haven't played the PT demo. Dude, oh my gosh, that's a wild. That that's a wild. One. All right, we, we, we're getting off topic. <laughs> I know. Okay, so yeah, so graphics. Uh, we both have a combination of eights and nines for each game. Yep. So, all right, gameplay. Uh, Resident Evil Two. I feel like it's a ten all day long. I feel like the um, the going around the man, the around the police precinct is more fun to me than going around the mansion. Um, By far, I, you, being that it's an old museum that's being transitioned into a police station, uh, leans a lot more credibility to why you would go. Why would some of this stuff be here? These yeah, statues, right? And, why would you would chase after these weird specific types of keys? You know, like it makes more sense to me. Um, I, the actual. Like running and shooting, and you know, doing the all the things against a lot more fun. It's just it, and weapon you know, types are better. There's there's just a satisfaction that you get from aiming that shotgun a little high and blowing a head off, <laughs> or aiming it in the middle and watching the naked zombies will fall in half uh, and then his lower half crawling. crawling after yeah, you. yeah, like yeah, gameplay is just it. It cannot be improved upon with that game, I, and like it's, it's I've I've so seen good. where younger people. Young whippersnappers <laughs> talk about Resident Evil. Oh, I can't play that game. I hate the fixed camera angles. I hate the tank controls. Man, I will take those any day, day yep. any day. Like, 
and I correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to remember back, and my memory sucks. But when it when the PlayStation first came out, and we were playing that because that one came out on PlayStation. Yep. We didn't have the joysticks yet, right? It was the the pad. You had to use the pad, and then the director's cut was called the DualShock version. Right. So then you could do analog, but you had to get the special controller, right. hit the analog button, and then you could use the Well, joystick. like I remember playing these games, even when that was an option, I preferred yep. the pad. Yep. And like I still have, that's still my muscle memory for yep. that game. I played it on my Vita. And it's built in where you can use the thumbstick. I played it with the pad the whole time. Yeah, that's still that's just that's my muscle memory for yep. that game, and it's I can pop into that game, like, and that's something about modern games. Like if I if like I've been I was playing through um, uh, da, 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 da. I was playing through Borderlands three the other day, and like I I got back into it after taking several weeks away from it and I'm like okay hold on I had to pull up what the controls <laughs> yeah, are like I'll forget what, what the, yeah. I can jump into that game that I've played decades ago yep. and it's like immediately I'm right back in it yep. it's like it just I it takes no thought whatsoever to dive back into it it's the most intuitive controls it's it definitely speaks to an era because like I put in Predator Hunting Grounds last night I haven't played that yet it's good I like it a lot. I don't care for the isometric multiplayer games that much. This one works. Um, but that being said, like I always get like apprehensive about if I hit certain buttons, am I going to use up my consumables? Uh-huh. Am I going to use? So uh-huh. then I was like, what does what? Oh wait, this game is different than this game because you know. And then back in those games, it was just like it just fit like simple. Yes, I can get in a Silent Hill game. I can just play it. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. You don't have to. You don't need a tutorial. You just yep dive right in. Yep. So where do you stand on gameplay? Man, it's a ten. Yep, that would be the same for me. So now I'd say with Silent Hill, the gameplay is better. Uh, some of the combat, the combat does improve some. Uh, it's still not a fight heavy game. Right. So like, it's not as fun a game. Uh, the gameplay is a lot more puzzle based. Which is just kind of part of what the franchise right. is, is that it's a more puzzle-based game. It's more psychological horror than it is run and gun. It's the first alien, not aliens, you know. Right, right. Um, Resident Evil always starts first alien, goes to aliens. Yeah, by the end of in it, the you're James game. Cameron territory. <laughs> uh, Michelle Rodriguez shows up with a helicopter. Yep. But I think that... I think I'd probably have to give it a seven for gameplay. That's what I gave it. I guess not. It's not a great playing game. It is a very good game, right? But it doesn't play. It's not as fun. It's not like oh man, I just I need to kill some time. I really want to just Silent Hill Two is not what I'm gonna grab. And and that's that's kind of again that's the Silent Hill thing is like for me if I just want to kill some time. I'm going to put in a Resident Evil game and I'm going to, oh, okay, I'll play it to this point or I'll just go do this, or whatever. I don't pick up Silent Hill going, I want to bust some heads. Yeah. I go, okay, wait a second. I need to clear out a block of time because I'm going to have to get into this world and immerse myself in it. And, and I'm in the mood for that sometimes. Right. You know, and, and for me, I, I love the more the more Lovecraftian feel. You know that 
that Silent Hill has. I love the mythos behind it. I like to get into that. But I have to be in the mood for it. Right. Whereas Resident Evil 2, anytime, day or night, that you were to, if you were to wake me up at 3 in the morning, like once I finished like being angry that you woke me up, but if you said, <laughs> hey... Man, you want to play What's some Resident, Resident Evil too? But like, heck yeah, let me grab a let me grab a coffee and let's yep. do that. You know, like I'd never not be down for that game. I keep that game loaded on my Vita, loaded on my PS3, and that is always the I, I play it every year. Like if I haven't played it all year long, it's like, oh crap, it's December. I gotta play the Resident Evil, and I had specifically planned on vacation. I'm like, I'm going to bring some other things that I want to knock this out. This game I am is playing coming with me. <laughs> and I told my wife, I said, I don't care what we do. We can go all over town and go do all the attractions. I said, but a couple hours a day, I just want to sit back, you know, whether it's morning or night, and play some. Re-. And I did exactly that, and it was awesome. Well, see, and like... I, I'm not as big of a gamer as you and you and the other Luke Bros guys are. So I, I'm a casual gamer and I always have been. I'll make I will admit that I'm not a strategy guide person. This is the only Resident Evil Two is the only game that I ever bought a strategy guide for in my life because I was obsessed with it. Yes. <laughs> and I read it and read it and read it and read it. And I bought the Resident Evil Archives book with yep. just with all the and like I've I've read the the novelizations of yep. it. I, I even like the movies and and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like they're not great, but they're not bad. But I like them. They're not the worst movies I've ever yeah, seen. But I mean, like yeah. I still like them. Like yep. I just I can't get enough of that world, and it's yep. because of this game. Yep, same here. I mean, one hundred percent. I've got the strategy guides on that shelf over there. Um, I've got some of them standing up, some of them sitting down, like. To me, this is where it all started, and yeah. all the crap I have in my house is because of this, this game. game. <laughs> uh, overall fear. See, this is Resident Evil Two is not scary. Not at all. Not at all. Like I, can't, it has a couple of jump scares, but it is not a scary game. And it's kind of unfortunate because it's like I don't want to knock it. You know, like I guess point wise, I'm giving it a five, and that's I think that's even generous. Because I'm giving it. I'm giving it a three. Okay. Uh, and the only reason it gets a three is because Mr. X is scary when he bumps the... And that's why I was going to say I'm giving it a five because of the random jump scares. And then when you play your scenario B playthrough, Mr. X... Mr. X is scary. Busting through you know, the wall and stuff and showing up on that third-story balcony outside when you're doing the, the cog and all that stuff. Like There's times where he shows up where I'm like, oh, crap. You know? But as before... He's not that hard to deal with. Right. And you can just run into a safe room and... And he can't come in there and, and bother you like you. he can in the remake. I hated that. I was like... I, what made me mad was like, there's not a true safe room, but yet he'll only pop his head up in the clock tower. Like, yeah. he just opens the... Like, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to come in here. Like, it made me... <laughs> it's like your kid's coming in the bathroom while you're taking a crap. Yeah. Like, hey, get out of here. I'm like, try, I'm in that weapons locker room trying to do those codes, and he's following me around the thing. I'm like... It annoyed me and so And you can't bad. shake him. No, you can't. Even if you put him down for a little while. Like, at least in Resident Evil 7, when you put the bakers down for a while, you could get some distance from get them. Get some work done. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. They they took that away from you. So, so yeah, I have to give it a three. It's just not a scary game. It's a great game, but it's not right. a scary one. It's, right. For it to be survival horror and the granddaddy, Yep. It's it's actually not that scary. It's got a lot of horror imagery. It's definitely gory. Yep. It's very gory, but it's not scary. Silent Hill 2, on the other hand, 
Yep, that's up there. That is a very, very scary game. I give it a nine on overall fear. I got an eight on that one. I thought it was less scary than the first one, um, but not not by much. And it was more accessible. Yeah. So it, I feel like it was a little less scary than the first game. But, you know, Pyramid Head... <coughs> He's up there, man. Brought up there. I think the little shadow kids in the hospital the first game really got like my nerves up you know when it comes to playing those games and pyramid head was kind of like in that realm of scary but like for the most part yeah it was a uh, less scary a little more accessible it's a but lot still. scarier than resident evil 2 oh absolutely yeah <laughs> and that's one of the things that like i love hate about the franchises that like my favorite games tend to be the ones that are less scary and just they hit all the other elements, which is weird because I'm attracted to them for their horror imagery, like you said. But like, if you when I when I I did on one of the shows, someone had asked me like top five or top ten Resident Evil games. All my favorite ones were the ones that weren't that scary, and all the other ones that I love and appreciate for being scary are less fun to play. Which is kind of my stance with Silent Hill. It's like I love Silent Hill, the thought of it, you know. But when I, it comes down to sit down and playing them, it's like. I've played them. I experienced them. I'm good with that. I'll live with that. And now I might revisit them, you know, every ten years. I'll say this: Silent Hill games are more fun with a partner. They're more fun when you can re- react with the, you know, together, kind of. Yeah, I, and I guess aside from playing them when I was a <laughs> child with my brother, I haven't played them with anybody. So um, I get I could see that I reckon I just because you can laugh at things a little bit you can let some of the steam off and it becomes a they're a very fun experience if you have somebody else to react to them with yeah have you played the Evil Within games I've played the first one I haven't played okay. the second one and I like I liked it uh, it's not like my favorite thing ever yeah. but I mean it was fine it, to me it's like a mixture of both it it is I just felt like I felt like that game tries too hard. To be like, it's a little bit, I don't know, over the top, but it's not bad. I agree. I agree. But I like I liked Until Dawn better. Until oh Dawn is my gosh, jam. gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. This is where we'll tally them all up and see what we got. All right. So, I, I am actually very surprised now that we've tallied all this up. 124 points for Resident Evil 2, which I just have. Just assumes gonna be the takeaway winner. Yeah, because we love because we the love game it so, so much. much. But then when I added up Silent Hill two, we got 128 points for Silent Hill two, and it is consistent. Which is again, just looking back at it, um, it takes a hit right there on the uh, fear factor, and that's what allows Silent Hill two to take the overall lead. Um, we're pretty consistent in our opinions of both the games. You know, Resident Evil 2, we're ma- we mainly hit 10s. You know, every now and again, there was a one or so point vi- uh, variation. In Fear Factor, though, with you giving it a 3, me giving it a 5, that opened it up for Silent Hill 2, which was a consistent 8 or 9 all the way down to take the lead. But the so, thing it does well, it does really it well. Rings, it, really, it really does. So, um, And it's not particularly weak in any other area. No. And I think that's why, but that is, that's interesting. That's not how I expected it to roll Yeah, I, I expected Resident Evil 2 to be the clear-cut winner, but you know when you... Uh, it's the, what's that saying? The jack of all trades, but the master of none? You know? Yeah. So uh, Awesome. So, very cool. So, uh, now that we've covered... Uh, 
uh, we covered Resident Evil 1 and Silent Hill 1. We covered Resident Evil 2 and Silent Hill 2. Uh, we'll get together again and cover Silent Hill 3 and Resident Evil 3, which I think are probably the most different. Yeah, they're very, very different most kinds different. of games. So and that's going to be interesting. That's, that's going to be fun. Yep, because they're two, it's almost apples and oranges at that point. Very much so. so. Very much so. Because they both diverge a good bit from their own franchises yep. in those two. Like, there's, there's a lot of differences. In, in, in length of game, in themes, in genre, really, because I've always thought of Resident Evil 3 as more of an action game than a horror game. So, uh, Josh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, this is going to be awesome, you know, moving forward and doing these things. If you're listening to the show, uh, check out all of the links in the show notes. We got links to our music, links to our writings, links to our other podcasts, um, all of our stuff. You know, like, share, subscribe, and do all that stuff. So you got Josh, you got anything you want to add before we bounce? No, nah, just uh definitely reach out to us. Let us know. Like you let us know what you think about these about these games. We'd love to hear whether you agree or whether you feel like we did did something a, a grave disjustice. <laughs> yep. Uh injustice for rating it so low in this area or you know, maybe maybe you played Resident Evil two and it just absolutely haunted your nightmares for the rest of <laughs> like you know or maybe Silent Hill Two is just not your jam. Whatever, just let us let us know what you think. We'd love to keep this conversation going uh, and uh, get you guys involved in the in the talk. Uh, so, like anything you send us, we'll try to throw it in the next uh, next video or not video next. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day next recording. Yep. Uh, we'll we'll address what you say. Awesome. All right. Well, that being said, uh, Josh, next time we'll get together and we'll cover Resident Evil Three and Silent Hill Three. Yeah!
streets. People need to know we're living in a war zone. Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's on. Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in a war zone. 